WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. Why are you looking at me like that, Raj? I always look at you like that. You never cease You're to amaze me. You're me. Good morning. Uh, Tony Caligiri, your host, along with Tom Prince. Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker. Oh, we you flatter me. Francis Beck. And we are joined by Matt O'Rourke, who uh, covers wrestling for WNY Athletics. We will be talking wrestling this morning. Good morning, guys. Morning, Tony. Good morning. Morning. Morning, Anthony. Morning, DK. Morning, y'all. That's better. <laughs> I overslept, so I was like, yeah, I need my morning, y'all, to wake me up. So, Roger, you did it. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, guys, news and notes. Francis Beck, uh, you have elected to receive. All right, well, I'll start in boys' basketball. Justin Hemphill broke the school record at O'Hara. for uh, the. He's now the all-time leading scorer with 1,443 points. Uh, he got the mark by scoring a career-high 43 points on Tuesday, Against Bishop Bishop Tymon. Wow! Congratulations. Wasn't that, wasn't that uh, Claudine's nephew whose record he broke? Wasn't Ewing holder of that record? I believe before that. You might be right. You yeah. might be right, but there's some great players uh, right around that time that you're talking about. I know that they were loaded. So uh, that team now is loaded. That's yeah. the second kid to go 40 in a game. Um, watch out! They're going to be dangerous in in Monsignor Martin. They really are. All right, here's one that was uh, sent to Sal Capaccio, and he sent it to me. Thank you, Sal, and also thank to uh, Brett Banker. Uh, Coaches versus Cancer event is scheduled for Friday, January 18th at Kenmore West High School. The event is part of the Kenmore East, Kenmore West Varsity Basketball doubleheader. Uh, Raja, you're very familiar with the Roth family. Uh, John Roth, athletic director at Grand Island. Uh, his son, uh, athletic director at Wilson. And uh, they suffered a devastating loss when Julie Roth Neville passed away at the young age of 40 from uh, cancer. Uh, Chrissy Zona was a PE teacher at Holmes. Uh, oh, she's Chrissy Zona's a cousin, and she's at uh, Holmes. Uh, Julie was a teacher and a multi-sport coach at Grand Island, a fellow member of the Niagara Frontier League. She was a Division One athlete in tennis at Xavier and the Athletic 10. So they're having this event to raise funds, and proceeds from the event will go directly to the Neville Boys Educational Foundation. So uh, if you're interested in this, it is January 18th at uh, Kenmore West. If you need any information, you can contact uh, Brett Banker at 871-3082. And we will have uh, live coverage of both those game play-by-play uh, for WNY Athletics. Cool. That's what, uh, Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. Raj, you had, no, Tom had something. So I have a, a nice announcement that's coming from the baseball world. And, I like and, that already. Definitely, I want to give a huge shout-out to Robert Perry, the sectional chair, who is doing such a great job of making sure that baseball now is starting to be uh, seen and heard and some really great things that are about to happen. So here's the first big announcement. Um, sectional finals for classes AA, A, and B will be held at Canisius College. Really? So they are finally bringing it to a main stage, um, and that's due to, to Robert. So first of all, there's a huge one. And then C and D are going to stay in, 
in Jamestown at Dietrich Field where they have been just because of proximity and traveling. So they're right. going to leave the C&D there. Then regionals, class AA and class, um, sorry, class AA will be played in Lockport. Class A and class D will be in, um, will be in Rochester. Class C will be at SUNY Fredonia. And Class B is to be determined, depending on who wins. They could land in Fredonia or they could land in Lockport. Why all the different venues? It's just how they do it. Like It's not like uh, uh, some of the other sports where it's all in Rochester or all in, um, right. or all in Western New York. They kind of exchange depending on the classes. Oh, okay. In softball, you can do it in one venue because they have the multiple diamonds. They do not have multiple diamonds for baseball, which is why you can't do it in one venue unless you tie up a couple of days. It would be sense. tying up two days, just like you do for football. Yeah. It would be tying up two days. Same concept. Yeah, but um, it's a good thing about it, though. It's yeah. easier for media people to cover more than one baseball game in this way. This, I liked it. I really liked it. it yeah, good. so there's a lot of positives right there that are really uh, you know big for Western New York. And I think, I think we're going to be talking about, hopefully, now that we've centralized um, to Canisius College and Jamestown, Doing a media day and things just like we do for football and really bringing it to the forefront. So cool. So great job, Robert. All right, Raj, you had something before I do uh, give away our coach uh, coach of the week. Yeah, a couple things. Franklinville High School girls basketball. Uh, night before last, Abby McCoy went over one thousand points. Uh, she doesn't get as much recognition out there, you know, play, playing in the shadow of the Haskell sisters. And by the way, uh, I think I missed it a few weeks ago. Danny Haskell went over 2,000 points for her career. Well, now Abby also went over 1,000 points for her career. And uh, she is the real McCoy. And in case you're concerned, gee, what are they going to do next year to replace these girls? Well, they're both only juniors. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, on a less happy note, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Carolyn Zangi of the uh, St. Mary's uh, Lady Lancers uh, basketball team. She took one for the team the other day, you know, literally took a charge, held her ground and all that. Mm-hmm. Cost her three teeth. Yikes! So uh, she had to have some uh, dental work done oh. uh uh, Thursday, the day after the game. I hope uh, if you're listening, Caroline, get well soon. We're, uh, you know, you're much better with that team, is much better with you than without you. Uh, having said that, they played a good game the other night and they beat Cardinal O'Hara. First time Cardinal O'Hara has lost to Monsignor. Uh, Martin. Monsignor Martin uh, girls basketball game since I think the first Obama administration. Uh, I want to make one uh, note. It was reported that the rematch will be January 31st. Actually, O'Hara placed Mount St. Mary's on January 31st. The rematch against St. Mary's will be February 4th. And the reason I'm aware of that, because believe it or not, it conflicts with the Springville-Eden rematch and the Will South Amherst rematch. Oh, man. Uh, finally, uh like I say, congratulations to uh, St. Mary's for that win against O'Hara. And again, Caroline will be thinking about you. Get well soon. And 
again, congratulations to uh, St. Mary's. Well, speaking of St. Mary's, uh, congratulations to Jason Klein, the head coach. He is our G&G Fitness uh, Coach of the Week, and uh, this is our second week of uh, doing this award. If you'd like to nominate, simply go to livefit.com. That's LiveFit, one word, dot com, and you can nominate a Coach of the Week. So congratulations to uh, St. Mary's of Lancaster's Jason Klein for being this week's G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. All right, that wraps it up for news and notes. Now it's time to get into uh, what we wanted to talk about today, and we've invited Matt O'Rourke in studio. Matt covers wrestling for WNY Athletics, does a fantastic job. Uh, I guess we'll start off, Matt, uh, give us uh, who's hot and who's not and uh, what teams are are doing what, and we'll uh, get everybody up to speed on wrestling. All right, sure. Thanks, Tony, and thanks for having me in today. Um, it's always a pleasure to come in here and speak to everybody about wrestling. Um, who's hot right now, excuse me, in wrestling? Um, you know, there's, we're coming down to the end of the, the last couple weeks of the season, so a lot of league title races are heating up. Um, I went to a couple really nice matches this week. Uh, I went to Yorkshire for a big Pioneer Iroquois uh, ECIC 2 match on Tuesday. It was awesome. It was a fantastic environment. The people down there love it. It was a good, good crowd from both Pioneer and, uh, and Iroquois. Um, Pioneer, you know, is my number two ranked team in Section Six right now in small schools. Iroquois number three, and that basically is going to end up probably with a league match left for each team. I'm going to assume that it's going to, in all likelihood, have decided the ECIC two title. Um, the next night, I went up to Sanborn for a huge Niagara Wheatfield Niagara Falls number one versus number two. A lot of chatter about that one. Tons no. of chatter about that. It was fantastic. If you followed my videos or my Twitter at all, um, it was standing room only. It was loud. It was crazy. And uh, we feel just proved that, you know, I like Niagara Falls a lot. They're very athletic. They're very well coached. We feel also very well coached. Both teams have great traditions, but we feel just returns too much, too much talent this year. They right. returned four section champions, five kids who went to states, and they just don't, they just don't quit. So mm. it was a fantastic environment. Great two nights of wrestling, as is pretty much every night of wrestling. But I, I had my work cut out for me this week. What do you got, so, Tom? Hey, Matt, um, I've seen a lot on the pages, too, that we've seen a lot of guys with 100 wins as of late. Mm-hmm. What does that equate to? Would you equate that to 1,000 basketball points, uh, career points? Like, what is 100 wins? Why is that the plateau that we keep hearing about? 100 wins, it back, it, it, you know, maybe even as long as, tw- as short a time as 20 years ago, that was very rare to find 100 wins. There was days where guys... You know, uh, there was guys from from my high school who maybe wrestled, who maybe had 100 wins in four years of varsity wrestling, and they may only wrestled between 20 and 25 times a year. So, I mean, that 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 100 wins is an excellent milestone, and I guess I would equate it to maybe a thousand points. Um, there's schools that have, I don't know, how many would you, how many thousand point scores would you say are are an average, you know, a, 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 an average basketball school program? I have probably five to ten. Yeah, five to ten. Yeah, size. Okay, so it's it's in that kind of same realm. But I, I would say it's a little more outdated, I suppose, because there's schools now that have two, three dozen kids that have over 100 wins. And not to, not to diminish that, that accomplishment, sure. but the point system nowadays and what's happened over the years with the state rewarding um, you know, wild cards entries into the state tournament based on differentials of how many wins you have to losses and those quality wins. So, I mean, I mean my brother holds a state record for wins in a season at 59-1. and one. Wow. You know what I mean, but that's all. But that's all project. But that's all part of of setting up a um, uh, a system where it's like, okay, well, if we're not going to win a section title, if we 
need seeding points at the states. We need to wrestle constantly. So that's kind of partially what that comes out of, yeah. And also good wrestlers. A lot of kids specialize in wrestling. A lot of kids uh, that aren't three-sport athletes that just wrestle, wrestle spring, they wrestle summer, they wrestle fall, they wrestle winter, they wrestle all the time. So they're just better than they used to be. Honestly, the names that you're seeing out there are multi-sport athletes. You see mm-hmm. them all over the place. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yep. You know, I see a lot of football players that convert, and mm-hmm. at the same time I see a lot of baseball players that are also wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So uh, it definitely is a sport that you can see filling that middle ground yep. uh, to kind of bridge to whatever sport they want to or to their main sport. Absolutely. You were dead on with that. Go ahead, Roger. How many it. matches, scheduled matches, like, you know, basketball, they schedule 20 regular season games. Mm-hmm. How many regular season matches are set up in the wrestling program? It all depends on your teams, on your league, What's how many teams maximum? are in your league. Um, there's a points system for how many maximum. There's, you're allowed 20 points, you're allowed six tournaments, and everything else in there, in between there is, um, excuse me, is, is how many, ever many dual meets you want to set up. In ECIC two, there's seven teams, so they all wrestle eight teams, so they all wrestle seven league matches. In Monsignor Martin, there's only five teams, so they wrestle four league matches, and all those teams have can fill in however many duels they want. And then also, you got to remember, a lot of teams will choose to set up uh, scheduled dual meet tournaments rather than individual tournaments. Wheatfield, for example, is eight and one right now. They're five and zero in the NFL. They go mostly to individual tournaments. That's kind of their style for their wrestlers right now. Falconer, on the other hand, my top. You know, our top small school in the section, number three in the state, is 24-1, and one, you know, dual-wise. They go to a lot of dual-meet tournaments as well. So it's all about how you schedule, you know. Okay, Especially but there's team, no uh, restrictions from the state as to what a maximum could be? Like individual head-to-head duels? It, as long as it fits within that 20-point maximum, then, yeah, they can, they're free to schedule however many they want. Yeah. And then the other factor, I would say... Uh, you know, depending on the uh, smaller weight divisions, I imagine you have seventh and eighth graders who are actually wrestling varsity it's because a lot of, of their weight. So yeah. that would understandably uh, be able. Because otherwise, if you just say ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade to get a hundred wins, that's still yeah. Something. You can wrestle though at yeah. ninety nine pounds, yes. and then you know, as you get older and bigger, move up. Yeah, but I mean, like I say. Uh, that number to achieve that number, you know, one thousand wins in four years—that's that's asking. Uh, or I'm excuse yeah, me, hundred okay. wins. Okay. That is asking quite a bit. So that's to me. I think that's a little bit better than a thousand points at basketball. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Take that as a compliment. Okay, Matt. <laughs> let's continue sure. uh, sizing up the schools. Uh, so right now. Um, I, I go through and rank our, our big schools weekly just in the area. I don't put together a state ranking or anything. I kind of steal off of what Glenn Irving and the New York State Sports Writers Association have done for a long time, which is a very good ranking. So I've got what Niagara Wheatfield number one right now, Niagara Falls two, Clarence, Lancaster, Olean in that order in terms of my top five. And then after that, Grand Island, Hamburg, Star Point, and then I got St. Joe's and St. Francis in my top ten for local. They considered big schools uh, because of the enrollment and everything. So, you know, out of those, out of the top five, coincidentally, all five of my top, uh, all five of my top five are in the New York State Sports Writers with Niagara Wheatfield at number 15 in the latest poll. So jump into small schools. Um, it's been awesome. The top four teams have been really, uh, have really kind of stood out this year so far. Um, I've got Falconer down in Jamestown at 4-0 in their league. It's uh, Chautauqua Cataraugus League, Division One. 24 and 1 overall. They're number three in the state right now by New York State Sports Writers Association. Cool. They have a powerful, powerful team. Um, number two, I got Pioneer. They're 6 and 0 in their league. Um, they're 20 and 3 overall. They have a loss to, Pi- uh, to Falconer head to head. 
they should be the number one Faulkner, number two Pioneer seeds at the at the Section Six duels next weekend. Very exciting. And then followed by them is Iroquois and Fredonia at three and four, uh, Newfane and Chautauqua Lake at five and six, Tonawanda, Portville, East Aurora, and Lakeshore uh, numbers seven through ten. And then out of those top six, uh, Faulkner, as I said, is number three in the state right now. Pioneer at number seven, so we got two top ten teams. And Iroquois at number 20. And then Fredonia, Newfane, and Chautauqua Lake are all uh, honorable mention teams from New York State Sports Writers. So it's, it's the top four teams are pretty much set for next weekend's duels. We can move on to that if, if you want to, but it's going to be a very exciting weekend next weekend. I can preview that for sure. What's so. more important or what stands out is when you win an individual state you know, for your weight class or your team? Um, well, luckily now we have we're on our second year of the New York State uh, Public High School Athletic Association state dual meet championships which will finally determine um, number one in the state in big schools and small schools. For a very long time, uh, actually, the sports writers, their number one ranked team at the end of the year was considered the state champion, dual meet teams. However, they do score the individual tournament in states at the end of the year. So um, I'm just happy that we have the dual meet tournament now. It really finally gives us a true champion. Um, what's more important, though, what is uh, what stands out more? Yeah. So you said, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It Putting together a dual meet team, top to bottom, 15 weight classes that can win your section and that can win your pool at the states in Syracuse and then ultimately win, um, win a state title is pretty impressive. Being, it, and there's, and that's, that's a lot of strategy on the coaches that you don't normally see because we don't, never had that up until last year. So, you know, weigh-ins where, guys, where kids weigh in and where they wrestle and where they bump and who coaches forfeit to is just every single match counts. And it's, it's very impressive to see that happen. I'm very impressed by coaching at the state tournament. But winning an individual title is always, is always a treacherous path as well. Sure. I, I think what it would equate to is if you had track where right now you have individuals go on to states and compete for right. – now we're talking about like a second tournament where it's the teams mm -hmm. that go on and compete. So yep. it's, um, it's almost a whole different ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Am I correct in saying that it used to be done is whoever made it to states, the most points that were done by the individuals at states, that was your state champion as a team. Is that how it was done before? That's correct. You could send, okay. I mean, some, you know, you, you could send, uh, you know, Falconer maybe send, for example, I don't know, four kids to states and they all place and two of them are in the finals and one of them yeah. wins. And you send maybe eight or nine kids from, let's say, section eight. Uh, which has happened in the past um, with a school called Mattituck, their section isn't as strong in the small schools, whereas the upstate small school sections are. They may send eight, and they, didn't, and they still didn't win the title yeah. because their eight wrestlers were good for Section 8, but they weren't as good at the state level, whereas it's more treacherous. You know, you got the top, I'll tell you right now, the top, the upstate New York, sections 6, 4, 5, 3, and maybe 2 are tougher in the small schools Usually it states in terms of how which sections win, and then you go downstate for sections eight and eleven, um, sections nine, and in uh, section two actually has some pretty good big schools who are pretty much always going to win. You know yeah. the big schools; they also score by the section as well. It, so it's it, a it mimics football, mimics football, mimics a lot of the other sports. Sure. And then this the, this scoring is very similar to what track and field even right. does. Mm -hmm. So track and field will send whoever it is to states, and then whoever you have as far as the most points accumulated at states is your team champion. So very similar to what it was before, uh, with other sports. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, pick up where Matt left off and uh, 
Monsignor Martin. We'll mm-hmm. go through that, yep. and uh, we're the top wrestlers, and uh, just things like that, and get get uh, caught up on everything wrestling. Right. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Tom Prince, Roger Weiss, Francis Beck, and Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics. We're covering wrestling this morning, and uh, Matt uh, left off at the uh, end of the last stop set with uh, the point system and, and playoffs and that. And I mean, it really is a long season for the uh, wrestlers. I didn't realize how much went into it as far as uh, the amount of time that they have to put in with all the matches. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty crazy, and I can see uh, I can see how people are pulling or why people are pulling their hair out of their head. Yeah. Um, you've gone through some of the top schools. Let's talk uh, a little bit Monsignor Martin before we uh, spread it around. Sure. So um, Monsignor Martin's had a really good year. Um, St. Francis and St. Joe's are both undefeated in the league again. Um, I really got to give a shout-out, though, to Canisius Wrestling, uh, first-year head coach Dave Wilcox. He's a Lockport guy, um, took over that program. They went into the into the winter break um, two and zero in the league, nine and nine and one record overall. Um, you know they they really put together. You know Coach Wilcox is really doing a good job, and you know they they had a match a few weeks ago. I went to St. Francis. They hosted St. Francis, and St. Francis won. But Canisius just looked very good uh, technique wise. You know they wrestled well. Uh, they didn't hesitate to take shots. And um, in long time, St. Francis head coach Mike Massore had a lot to say about them afterwards. And, and you know, he was like this. He was like uh, he was very impressed. And he said, um, you know, when when all the teams in the league are better and where they have full lineups, it's just better for the entire league. So, you know, those guys, Monsignor Martin guys, um, you know, their head coaches take wrestling very seriously. The ones that they have, you know, we're out, we're down to five Monsignor Martin wrestling teams nowadays. It's St. Francis, Joe's, St. Mary's, Canisius and Gao. Um, St. Mary's is the same way. They've put together, um, you know, head coach Zach Weiss has 12, 13 guys on the mat every night um, for the last two years. And a lot of people, I wrote about it this week in my in my weekly roundup that came out this morning, but a lot of people have noticed that they, um, you know, their increased participation and, you know, ar- around the league, at least with those top four teams. Um, St. Francis and J- St. Joe's always pretty much have full to just about full lineups. Um, and, uh Next week is actually uh, next Friday, the 18th, is the uh, the St. Joe's annual snake pit match, they call it. Um, I'll be down there for that. They're going to host St. Francis, and it's essentially going to be for their league title. Um, Joe's will have one more match after that. Um, I don't really see them losing that one, but I hate to just say it's going to be for their league title, you know, out of, uh, you know, superstition, I suppose. Um, I will be – I've been invited to – uh, help them do their live broadcast. It'll be streamed from the St. Joe's uh, school page. Um, so I'm very excited and glad to be a part of that. I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, where do they go after uh, they win the title? They onto a Catholic uh, playoffs? Yeah. So um, the the last half of the season here, the Monsignor Martin schools and the Catholic High School Athletic Association wrestling teams across the state as a whole are kind of on the same schedule as the public schools. So this week we'll have our snake pit match. Uh, you know, basically league title playoff between St. Francis and St. Joe's. Um, and every single weekend from here on out, they're going to be doing things ma- uh, mirroring what the public schools do, whether it's having their all-Catholic championship, uh, Monsignor Martin all-league Catholic championship. Um, on the Sunday, the 23rd, um, 
Before that, the same weekend of the state dual meet tournament in Syracuse, uh, I believe St. Francis, St. Joe's, and Canisius will go down to Monsignor Farrell on Staten Island for the Catholic High School Athletic Association dual meet tournament. And then the same weekend as our state qualifiers, Division One, Division Two, Section 6, they will be back on Long Island for um, the Catholic High School, Catholic States is what everybody calls it. Then the Catholic High School Athletic Association champions, 15 of them, are will be um, – our, uh, at lar- our direct qualifiers for the state tournament, which includes all the federation teams, private schools, Catholic schools, and public school athletic league out of New York City. So they're kind of on the same 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 wavelength with the publics. So cool. Yeah. Sounds like some, some good battles going to go on. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's yep. get into talking about some of the wrestlers, and uh, you know, you can start at the lower weight classes. Just throw out uh, names that uh, we should be looking out for. Sure. Um, I guess in Division One, um, there's a young man from Williamsville North. He's a seventh grader. Uh, his name's Cameron Catcherbone. Um, he's a very outstanding young wrestler. He's a seventh grader. And I mentioned this this week with Francis when we were at Wheatfield. I had happened to come across this young man's name. Um, you know, there's constantly a debate about you know who should 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 middle school kids be in the varsity lineup? Should they be selectively cla- uh, classified to move up? And this young man, as well as many other seventh and eighth graders, make a bingo case for that to happen. Um, I mean, I can't imagine this seventh grader wrestling other boys his age in middle school right now. It'd be a disaster. It, you know, he wouldn't get anything out of it. The boys he's wrestling wouldn't get anything out of it. Um, so it's good to see this this guy. And he also had a big win last week against our top Division two 99-pounder, Andy Lichinski from Newfane, defending section champ, defending state place winner. Um, uh, Catcherbone ended up winning, two, beating him 2 nothing in the Niagara Frontier Officials Tournament final. Very good match. High-level stuff. Wow. 99 oh. pounds and under? It's just ninety nine pounds. No, it the, yeah the yeah it's for seventh and eighth graders. You got to weigh over ninety one to wrestle ninety nine. But yeah, I think I weighed ninety nine in kindergarten. Something like that. <laughs> All right, continue, man. Um, so I just wanted to kind of point that one out specifically. But I guess maybe we could jump uh, to some of the to the some of the weight classes. I like in at one hundred thirty two pounds. We're jumping a little bit here. Um, Clarence is Aiden Rabideau. 33 and one, two-time Section Six champions, having an outstanding season. He was my wrestler of the week last week um, for what he's done so far this year. He's on pretty much every record board over at Clarence, which is, as you might have heard, is a pretty good wrestling program history. Yeah. Um, in 132 in big schools, um, we got a couple wrestlers who are outstanding at the state level. Tonawanda Zach Brattle, 23 and three record right now. He's a three-time Section champ, two-time state place winner. Um, one of the you know, one of the top level wrestlers in that very historic program's history. And then at Iroquois, you've got a senior's name is Jake Verguin. He's 29 and one, um, very standout wrestler took third in the section last year, but because the weight class he was in was so deep, he ended up getting a state, uh, a wild card to the state tournament. We sent our second place winner and our third place winner from the sections from division two last year. I believe, I can't remember if it was 132 or 126 last year off the top of my head. Um, but he was like one, one or two rounds from placing at state. So we had like three, we had three small school kids at the state tournament last year. Whereas in the past, before the whole wild card system, you'd only send your one section winner. So that's saying something about how tough this kid is. You want to say something, Roger? What do you got? Well, no, you bring <laughs> that up, and I also, you know, qualifying for the states going beyond. Supposing you have in the same school three wrestlers all in the same weight class, uh-huh. so you might move one of them up. 
to wrestle for the dual matches or whatever, the tournaments and all that. How does that affect his status as far as qualifying for the states? Well, he, Could the school have two guys in the same weight class actually go to states? I've seen it happen. Yeah, it happened to my brother. Yeah, big time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have three, that's kind of rare. But you, first of all, they all have to be over a certain win percentage to even qualify for to, you know, one of them would have to be your, your guy that you're going to list. Okay, this is the guy I want at 132 when you go to weigh in for your class tournament. After that, the next guy is, um, I don't know, an at-large entry. It's got to be over a certain win percentage, and you can't add three. So one of those guys is going to either have to drop if they can drop. If they can't drop weight, then they're going to have to go up. And the other two are going to have to be good enough where, you know, each of them can qualify in terms of like a win percentage for the postseason. When you say win percentage, is there a minimum number of matches to establish that percentage? Saying that, for example, if he wins one and doesn't wrestle in mm -hmm. this class, does that qualify? That's a good point. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. You got me there, Roger. I think it's maybe oh, a minimum of 10. No, it's a good question. I think it may be a minimum of 10, but I could be wrong. There's probably some coaches out there pulling their hair out saying, no, you're wrong right now. But, uh, yeah, I believe there is a minimum. You can't just show up. And, so they can't and say, show, throw him into one match, which he's obviously going to win. You can take a forfeit. Say I have a thousand uh, percentage exactly. for that class, and then qualify him. You're right. He's got to have a minimum number. Thank you. Roger's right. That's a good point. Yep. Okay, um, let's continue. <laughs> so some of the other wrestlers, um, I guess we we should maybe discuss um, some of the big schools. Uh, the McDougal boys from I was just Niagara say County. Them. Yep. I, think, I think everybody around here is, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, sort of the McDougal boys. You got uh, brothers Justin and Warren at Niagara Wheatfield. Uh, Justin's 27 and 0. Warren's 22 and 0 right now. They're they are at Eastern States at the prestigious Eastern States tournament at Sullivan County Community College right now, um, competing in that very well, very tough. What weight classes are they at? Um, Justin is at 132. Um, Warren at 145. So now you've just told us two dynamic wrestlers at the 132-pound weight class. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually, four. If you count Rabideau and Justin from big schools, I mentioned Brattle and Vergine in small schools in 132. So, Do you consider that your most competitive weight class right now? I would say so, yeah. <laughs> um, Justin's a two-time state finalist and a uh, three-time Section 6 champ. His brother Warren's a three-time Section 6 champ, two-time state place winner. Um, and then their cousin, of course, we all we've definitely all heard of Willie McDougald, our defending New York State champion. Niagara Falls is first state champ in 51 years. I look back; it's been that long since they had a state champion. But um, he's their cousin, and um, he's undefeated as well. He's 28 0. Um, he's having an outstanding year. I watched him a couple times this year. The guy is unbelievable. Um, he's a, he's only a junior. Um, he's an excellent young man as well. He's a real leader in, in Coach DJ G and Cole's wrestling room and on his team. Um, and the, the young man's a class act, so he deserves it. So I'm really looking forward to all three of these guys competing at States again this year. Um, and then also in big schools, I really like uh, Lancaster's Ryan Stencil. He's a junior. He's a two-time section champ, 27-3, and three, very, very dominating um, on top in the top position. Uh, you do not want to take down underneath this guy. Um, and then, of course, you know, you could pick and choose in the, in the upper weights who you want to watch. Um, sec uh Weefield's got a defending champ, and Josh Tebolt, defending Section 6 champ, one of their four defending sectional champions. Um, Grand Island has a couple very uh, very good heavyweights. Um, they got a defending section champ in Connor Kenny, who's back, a couple sectional finalists. Um, a guy to look out for is at 160 pounds, Adam D'Agostani for them, undefeated, also been dominating everybody. He's actually got a win over Ryan Stencil from their duel. Uh, Lancaster and Grand Island kind of have a home-and-away rivalry going on right now, so... Um, he had a win over Stencil a few weeks ago. Uh, Adam's a 
outstanding, outstanding wrestler. He's definitely gonna should should probably win the section this year. Um, <laughs> should make some noise at states and definitely place. So, I haven't heard any Lockport kids mentioned. Usually Lockport kids are are uh, ranked pretty high when Scapoletti was uh, coaching. Yeah, well, Coach Scapoletti isn't there anymore. Um, they're not really having a great year. Um, you know, they had a lot of kids not show up, unfortunately, which is kind of, uh, kind of, you know, you hate to see, especially with a blue blood program like that. Right. Um, but however, on the good the good side is though, I've seen a lot of their their youth kids, um, you know, around. You know, just wrestling recently. I've seen them at UB wrestling matches recently. Um, they're hosting a, uh, a booster tournament today. I'll, I might even go up there after this just to kind of see what's going on. But they're hosting uh, uh, a wrestling tournament today. Um, so hopefully they can rebound here pretty shortly. But, yeah, you're definitely right um, about that. Um, I guess I'll jump to the small schools real quick. Uh, where I picked up or where I left off was 132. I'll pick up at 145 with uh, East Aurora's Johnny Putney, an outstanding athlete, an outstanding um, young man. Um, 32 and one this season his only losses to Warren McDougald from the Niagara frontier tournament final last weekend. Also, um, has been in the, uh, the state semifinals one year. I think they got bounced. And then the other year, maybe this year they lost in the final. I can't remember which was, which in soccer, the good East Aurora boys soccer team mm-hmm. as well. So he was like the leading scorer for them as well. He's got good plans to go to college. Um, the kid wrestles constantly. And he's uh, if you look at him, he's a physical specimen. It's it's no wonder he's a good he's a great wrestler. Um, he is a section champion, and unfortunately couldn't go to states last year due to a, a last minute kind of like a medical issue. So he unfortunately had to be held out of that. But he's definitely looking forward to it this year. He should be one of the favorites to win a state title this year. Um, moving on is we just discussed Iroquois Corey Day, a 200 match winner, a section champion, and, and a state place winner. Wow, two hundred um, matches. So you're talking about yeah. double, and you're talking about double what we were talking about the hundred marks. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Caught me by surprise. Well, he's a two hundred match winner. He's twenty seven and one. <clears throat> excuse me, this year, and uh, he's definitely looking to um, to become Iroquois' next state <clears throat> champion. And that's a you know that story chief program. Oh yes. You, you're sure you're, you're aware. Oh yeah. yeah who um, does he think he is, Mary, Mary Ocker? Ocker? Yeah. <laughs> their last state champion was their assistant coach Jimmy Clock in two thousand twelve. <laughs> Which was also Division One's big schools section six. Clock is an assistant coach. You're yeah, any good. Yeah. yeah, slow down, people. Yeah. Thanks for making me feel old. Yeah, yeah great. Oh, really? But they've got a heck of a team, and Corey is a, is a great wrestler. Um, he's a big guy. He's 160 pounds, but he moves like he's more of a middleweight. So, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we gotta gain our composure here yeah. and find out uh, <laughs> some more wrestlers. And don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock and. Sabres in Tampa at 7 right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sal takes over with Sports Talk Saturday. Talk with Matt O'Rourke about wrestling. And uh, you're just throwing out names in different weight classes and where uh, Section 6 in Western New York is most competitive. Let's uh, keep going in that train of thought there, man. Sure. Thanks, Tony. I just got a few more kids' names to mention, guys to really look out for, and then maybe get into your league standings and whatnot right now as we come to the last two, three weeks of league action. Um, I left off with Corey Day at 160 pounds from Iroquois, an outstanding young wrestler. Um, I forgot to mention a uh, 138-pounder young man from Fredonia, two-time section champion. His name is Dalton Gardner. Uh, couldn't compete at the end of last season. Um, had an injury. 
couldn't end up wrestling, but he's kind of flying under the radar right now. But people need to remember he is a two-time section champion and definitely a, a threat to upset things in, in Section 6. Um, I'll jump back down to the southern tier to Falconer. Um, they've got a defending section champ. His name is Robbie Penhollow, 32-0 wrestler right now. Also, I saw he made a uh, football an all-football team of some sort recently, right, Francis? Yeah, he's one of their top players down there in Class D. Yeah, so he's he's a, um, definitely an animal, definitely something to see. Um, I'm definitely hoping that he gets himself a state title this year. He's, he's an outstanding young wrestler. And then, of course, everybody's favorite football player around here, Mike Riggerman at Pioneer, wrestling at 220 pounds, uh, 23-0, just dominating everybody. Um, if he doesn't win a state title this year, I'd be shocked in wrestling, Is what, coming off that awesome football season he had. So. Or a show off, you know. He's a yeah, yeah. Academically, athletically, one sports. You know, <laughs> does he isn't play that kind of overdoing sport? it, Anthony? Is he in the ba- school band by any chance? <laughs> no, you know what he does. He, if I were to guess, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to take a guess here. Probably he's like a disc guy. You can see him being a disc could or be, shot but, put thrower, and but, then probably win a state title in that too. Well, you could be talking about your your, th- you know, the third three athlete, you know, three sport athlete right there. Yeah. He could be up for three sport athlete of the year. Sure, absolutely could. So. Um, I guess I wanted to hit on the your, the, the league standings right now. We're mm-hmm. coming on to the last week or two. The league title races for every league, except for one, are really heating up. Um, in ECIC 1, you've got Clarence and Lancaster, both 4-0 in their league. Um, Clarence had a big win over Hamburg the other day, who was undefeated in the league. Lancaster's got Hamburg on the 16th, so next Wednesday. If Lancaster can get by Hamburg, Clarence and Lancaster, once again, their annual border war. On the 23rd will be for the ECIC 1 title. That's big. Yeah, it is big. <laughs> that is really big. Uh, I just want to backtrack just a bit. You mentioned that young man from Fredonia. Yeah. He won two state champions. What, as a freshman two, and a sophomore? Two section titles. Or section titles as a freshman and a sophomore and couldn't compete a year ago? I believe so. I believe maybe actually as an eighth grader and a ninth grader. So then that would make him so he's still coming a tenth back. grader last year, so a junior now. Oh, yeah. my God. Wow. That, that's impressive. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Fredonia's always got an awesome program. So they always got great wrestlers. ECIC2, Pioneer, had it picked up another league win uh, this week. Two league wins this week against Iroquois and Lakeshore. 6-0 in the league with one league match left. They are looking at their sixth straight league title between ECIC2 and 3. They've jumped back and forth. Unprecedented 43-0 and in, in almost six years now. So... You know, I hate to assume, but if they can get their last league win under their belt uh, next week, uh, they'll be undefeated in their league for, for six years in a row, which is definitely, I asked coach, head coach Chris Edwards this week after their match, what, you know, is that a goal of theirs? He said, absolutely. He said their number one goal every year is to win their division title, and that's just what they keep doing. Wow. So, um, ECIC3, Pioneers jumped out of there. Iroquois didn't get moved down, so it was kind of up for grabs this year, which is good. There's a couple teams that were struggling to kind of put together some numbers and stuff. Tonawanda, 5-0 and in their league. They got matches against Cheektowaga and Maryvale left. Um, they already beat uh, a tough Eden team, and they already beat a very good East Aurora team. So if these guys, if, if head coach Dan Bishop and his Warriors can get those last two league wins, they'll finally be a new ECIC3 champion for the first time in a few years. Um, Niagara Frontier League, Wheatfield had their big match with the Falls this week. Uh, they beat them. They've got matches against Lewiston and Kenmore left. Um, it looks like Wheatfield will, will, will take back their league championship, bring it back to Sanborn after Grand Island had won, I remember, last, t- last year for the first time in their entire program history. Um, in the Niagara-Orleans League, Newfane, another uh, league streak extended five years in a row, 30-0 and in their league over that time uh, under new head coach Matt Ling this year. 
In Chautauqua Cataraugus League, Olean 4-0 and 19-0 overall. Falconer 4-0 and 24-1. So if Falconer is at Fredonia next week, um, Fredonia lost by two points to Olean this week, and Olean even gave them like three or four forfeits. So that's a very tough – you know, it's going to be uh, – it's, it's a tough you – know, sorry, they gave Olean a bunch of forfeits. So Fredonia's tough. Um, I think that they match up pretty well with, uh, with, um, with Falconer. Um, however, I like the Golden Eagles in that, but that's definitely going to be uh, the Golden Falcons. Sorry, it's going to be one to watch. If Falconer can get by them, I am headed down to either way. I'm headed down to Falconer on Wednesday on a Wednesday night. Um, they're going to take on Olean, and what's sure to definitely be a, a big time local rivalry match. I've been told. So I, I missed one earlier this year. They hosted Eisenhower, PA, where head coach Drew Wilcox is from, and it was a rambunctious, crazy, loud, wild time. So I can't wait to go down to see what it's like for Olean and Falconer. Two storied wrestling programs of the southern tier on the Pennsylvania border. Cool. Uh, there's two more leagues. Chautauqua Cataraugus 2. Um, Randolph was the incumbent. And that, you know, by, and that, by the way, if the Golden Falcons can pull it off, that'd be their seventh league title in a row. Wow. One year and one year they shared it. So they're like almost 50 and one in that time. And uh, Chautauqua Cataraugus 2. Randolph had won the last two sec- league titles. They've already been beaten. It doesn't look like they're going to win it this year. So I'm going to say that Maple Grove at Portville next Friday will probably decide that league title in Chautauqua Cataraugus 2. And then in the Monsignor Martin, like I already said, St. Joe's is going to host their annual snake pit match against St. Francis next Friday. They're going to broadcast it on their school's network, and I'm going to be on the broadcast. I'm very excited to do it. It should be an excellent match. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where we're at with our leagues right now. And then, you know, and then coming into the last couple weeks of the season. How about at-large bids? We always hear, you know, when uh, Coach Scapoletti was in, uh, tell us that uh, we are, we're hoping for at-large bids in, you know, whatever weight class. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, change depending on or – and how well your section has done. Yeah. Uh, how do we look this year as far as maybe getting some kids in there that uh, will get at large? We lost a pretty good senior class last year overall in Section 6 big schools. Small schools is pretty good. Um, we're going to probably take a ton of ton of um, wild cards of that. Excuse me. But big schools last year took a good handful, more than we've ever had, and it was one of the most in the state, which was a very good sign. Um it all kind of depends, you know. It's 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 kind of too early to tell right now. I, our placement last year was good enough at the states where I think we'll have enough powerpoints to get considered for a, maybe the same amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure where that lands right now. It's really going to depend where you know guys weigh in at the class tournament and where they are weighing in from now until then. Because in the end of the, to, to to go a certain weight in the postseason, you need to weigh. Fifty percent, fifty percent of your weigh-ins need to be at the weight that you intend on going at the right. end of the season. So, well, Matt, thank you so much. Yeah. Outstanding stuff that you gave us today, and best of luck to all of our uh, wrestlers out there. Derek really, Kramer, Anthony from Olean to Sanborn, boy, you're amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> thanks. thanks so much. Uh, the wrestling community owes you big time. Thanks, Roger, and thanks to Derek Kramer for producing Sales Up Next. We'll talk to you next week with more.